guys, G here. Um, just finished a workout, and um, I, I figured, you know, it's, it's early Friday morning. I want to get a podcast out right before Easter because um, it relates to the topic. So I figured, you know what? Let me just see if I can edit a podcast in one hour. So that was my goal this morning. I'll let you know at the end if I got it. Um, this podcast episode number seven. I know I promised Gerard number seven. Gerard's going to be number eight. It's going to be coming out in a few days. Number seven is. I'm featuring Clarity Bartleet, um, really interesting woman. I just got the pleasure of meeting, um, who's into a lot of um, very, uh, I guess, shamanic and uh, different types of, uh, I guess, teachings right now, where she holds women's circles, and she shares with us a story about Easter, where the Easter bunny came from, um, Easter eggs, and uh, just reconnecting to uh, to Mother Earth. So sit back, relax, enjoy the episode, and um, yeah, hope it, hope it inspires you or, or teaches something new. All right, see you on the other side. Peace. You're ready to wake up, you're going to wake up. And if you're not ready, you're going to stay pretending that you're just a little, poor little me. And uh, since you're all here and engaged in this sort of inquiry and listening to this sort of lecture, I assume that you're all on the process of waking up. And as you wake up, a funny thing starts to happen you will start to see the world in a different light. And eventually when you're ready, you'll start to look within. Who are you? This show was created to assist you on your journey. Welcome to The Way Within. Christ. 
and uh, pagans were basically peasants, and uh, there's many different cultures all around Europe in this era before the invasion of um, Christ Christianity or the Roman Catholic Church. So they had all these myths, and, and you find parallels here and there because they were basically worshipping the earth. And so because they were worshipping the earth, they were very much in touch with the cycles of the earth, so they celebrated every equinox and every solstice. So they had a different god, or specifically goddess, because the earth is the feminine, uh, representing these different energies coming and that are, we are affected by. And because they were dependent on their crops, they would especially worship fertility and, and trying to bring fertility in the land by doing so. So they were very much in touch with their sexuality. So Stara, and she has different names. She, she's found also in the Anglo-Saxon kind of um, culture of ancient Europe. And uh, yeah, there's a whole story behind her. And again, because they were oral traditions and very ancient, there's different stories probably, but I learned one and- um, Yeah, share it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So Ostara is the goddess who brings spring every year. And one day she arrived late on earth. She brings spring. And the first thing that she saw was a little bird in the snow that was dying from the cold. And his wing was frozen by the cold. And so she felt extremely so sorry. And she's filled with compassion. She's also the maiden. So she's very young, very beautiful, very sensual. She takes the little bird and she cradles it and eventually saves its life. But unfortunately, it could no longer fly. So she turned it into a rabbit or a hare. And to honor his past life as a bird, she gave him the ability to lay eggs of the colors of the rainbow. Oh, right? it sounds familiar. Yeah, I feel like I've heard this story somewhere before. Maybe, maybe. So this, this rabbit, he can run very fast to escape all the hunters. And then she's so filled with love and compassion she takes the rabbit as a pet and they eventually become lovers the goddess and the rabbit and together they have a beautiful time and together they spread fertility on the land but because lepus is the name of the rabbit is a rabbit she eventually finds out about all his affairs and becomes extremely angry and one day she just grabs him by the tail and just swung him around and around and threw him in the sky where he becomes a constellation which is the constellation of Lepus or Lepus that would forever be stuck under the feet of Orion the hunter constellation and uh, a little bit later she saw him because again filled with compassion and love she remembered all the good times they had together and uh, she decided that Lepus would be allowed to come back on Earth only once a year during her festival of Astara and only to give his colorful eggs to children attending the festival. And that's where we get and the story from. And that's where we get the story from, yeah. So I don't know where the chocolate is from. <laughs> yeah, it's probably some marketing ploy to, to, yeah. to get, you know, to make money off of this. So, wow, it, it's, it's So real, it very much yeah. has to do with sexuality fertility um, you know also the eggs represent the, that as well the fertility and she represents the maiden actually and the maiden archetype is a very important archetype for the feminine psychology and um, it's it's one that is able to express her feminine energy 
intersectionality and is also representing potential. So infinite potential by dreaming, she can manifest anything. So it, it's a reminder also for us that spring is a time to plant seed and to kind of try to is that have these both seeds symbolic seeds or also uh, like like you said like manifesting seeds. Well, it's all related. It's all related. Yeah, yeah exactly. Nature. Um, so how would you then go about um, you know manifesting something? Is there a technique that you use that you would like to share? Yeah. What What would you suggest anyone out there that wants to? Um, manifest something this spring other than you know chocolates and easter eggs there's many ways meditation is great i personally do a lot of chanting for the healing circles that i run and uh, my partner of course does a lot of sound um, practices so with sound we basically really all the signals send out our intentions to the universe so i would suggest checking in you know really feeling whatever it is that we want and trying to really feel that this is something in alignment with our purpose, with our higher self. And then chanting to the goddess Astara, because she'll take care of it. Chanting to the nature who will naturally blossom. So explain what that means. So so chanting to nature, is there something specific Mm -hmm. you say? Is it just an intention? Like how how would you chant just to a tree or something or to nature? There's many ways you can, you know, make sounds. There's lots of beautiful sounds like that are very, you know, that resonate literally mm. with a lot of people uh, for a reason but so you have to like practice and then you'll hit that note where you'll feel like this one resonates with me i personally believe yes that it has to come from the person so if you make up a sound that will have even more of your own essence to it then you'll be more authentic rather than reading and chanting at the same time can we time try one can we try one can you can you walk me through it making up something so how would you or even if we chant something like how would i do it and i just want to like so someone's watching they want to try like how would they try so maybe teach me for the first time how you would teach your woman's circle we do we do towards the end we do a pre-chant where we kind of amplify all the prayers and all the blessings that Mm -hmm. we created together and the beautiful energy and intention that we came together Mm -hmm. for um so basically we would do three ohms and then the fourth one would just be you know pre-chant and sometimes it works and sometimes it just has to be a little something mm. and then you know it just anchors into the earth and I really I very much say that that for everyone to visualize that you know coming back into the earth for everyone afterwards another thing that I recommend if you want to do this kind of work especially with spring is to actually worship or sing for the earth with specific songs to the water or to the goddess. So there's many songs out there. And I can tell you a few that we did with the, with the women's circle. We did one about the river flowing. The river is flowing, flowing and growing. So they're very accessible. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. just like very, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 kind yeah, of nice. like folk, folky, folky yeah, sounds. Yeah. yeah, so you can you mm. can find them out. There's, uh, there's one also about spring that I can share. Cool, yeah. yeah. Right. Like, on, like a lake. Yeah, oh, okay. I, All right. That I didn't do with the woman's circle, but we played it up so because oh, okay. it's very beautiful. Nice, nice. Um, so another another thing is funny that um, so setting the intention. I just have deja vu with my voice for this one. Um, so the singing uh, or chanting with the intention will bring the fertility to the land. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? Then, Not so much. It's more like by by calling in Ostara, we're helping her to bring spring. We're okay. helping to descend that kind of energy into the earth, into 
cultivate fertility for the land. Yeah. It's interesting. I um, on the way here, I was listening to um, as part of this leadership initiation program uh, with the natives, and the talk from Friday, which I was listening to the recording because I missed it. They were talking about in uh, Africa the Bushmen. Um, they have these um, some type of fruit or melon that grows around their tribe, but the one that grows there is juicy and plump and huge and so delicious. And a couple miles outside of where they are, um, it's dry and, and stringy and bitter. Um, and they were asked, you know, why why such a difference? Because they say we put the intention and the gratitude and, mm. and the energy here to these plants, and they they provide it to us. They give it back, you know, in in, in something that they know that we're gonna we're gonna enjoy. So it's that relationship and. You know, sometimes when, when people talk, and I know before me, when people talk about energy and bringing in the, the, the feminine goddess, and I was like, okay, like, that sounds cool, but like, really, like, is that, can that be possible? But now you start hearing, and, and in my own experience, start feeling and, and experiencing these sort of things, and wow, you know, this is really, really a possibility. Mm, well, it's about nature at the end of the day. That's the one way you can understand the goddess, you know, like, calling in the goddess, connecting with the goddess is to 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 honor her to honor her cycles to respect her to want to spend more time in nature and to find that kind of intelligence within yourself and that wisdom in your own body because we are made of nature yeah yeah, yeah I know. So that's a more maybe practi practical way to see it because it can be a little bit yeah yeah and, and i love bringing the practicality in because it allows people to sort of connect sometimes more when it's more practical and then you know, it just encourages them to experience because once you start experiencing you have understanding if it's just all like theoretical or listening to other people's experience like you said you know the best thing to do is to chant yourself you know yeah, like yeah, not to just always it's good i guess to listen but once you start chanting yourself you feel it right and then you experience it for sure yeah and this meditation to connect to the earth is so important i do as a yoga teacher that's what i I do. We all need to be more grounded. So why? That tell, tell me why. Why? Why does the? Because a lot of people are in their mind. A lot of people are up there. We're receiving a lot of ideas and insights and just thinking a lot. What about our bodies? Mm -hmm. You know, how much do we really feel our bodies and our posture? How much are we able to do those things that Texas we? Texas's posture, like how Yeah, exactly. Right. So you forget, right? Yeah, you forget, and then it affects. You know where complex maybe because it affects so many other things like your emotions you know mm. you start to feel sad if you're spending like this and you're not even aware of it interesting interesting mm -hmm. um so what are some good grounding techniques for someone that wants to ground now that it's nice outside especially here in canada it's been ice this whole winter unless mm. you know you're out jumping in an ice bath you know like me <laughs> um, you're pretty much not going to be outside barefoot or anything like that so so what would you do now then to sort of ground yourself what are some sure for sure and honestly i think there's never one way for everyone i think everyone will resonate with different things there's uh, so many sounds that you can chant for the root chakra there's also just paying more attention to your soles of your feet to your legs and the whole part of your body and uh you know this for people who are more into visualization imagining roots you know really digging into the earth for me personally it's about cultivating that relationship with so I pray to the earth, I talk to her, and I put my hands on the earth. Wherever you're standing, it doesn't matter if you're in a building, just put your hand on the ground, on, on the floor, and just feel that connection. The energy of the earth is gravity. She's pulling us down, 
and it's not a negative thing when I'll prove to them mm-hmm. that that way they're supported by her, you know, and that's that's how we create this balance that we need yeah. in ourselves. So just put your hands on the ground, don't think about it, just feel, you know, just feel your... your yeah, and one, one thing that I realized is that when you're really connected to the earth, often it makes you cry. So by crying, you're also very grounding, and that's the release, that's how you feel when you really know, it's just like, oh, you know? Is it like a sad cry, or it's more of like just like a completeness cry? It can be, because there's lots of things to, it's, I wouldn't say sadness, but it's still this like realization that, wow, it's like so strong, and it's not necessarily joyous cry, like, but it's, it's not like sad because of yourself. It's just like you're crying for her. I, I had an experience like that in my first sweat lodge where mm-hmm. um, obviously it was half women, half men. Um, and the drum starts beating and it's hot. And then all of a sudden I just felt like I was so deeply connected to the earth. And uh, I started crying. I just mm-hmm. felt these tears coming down. It was a release. And it wasn't sad. It was almost like, it was almost like I felt of the of, of the collective in the earth but that it was okay like you know it's hard to explain in words what that feeling was like it was like it felt really good to let it out because i think we all hold on to that it was almost like like the earth was like taking it away like it connected me so i felt it like i tapped into it but then it was like you know it's okay like like mother was holding me like a child like rocking almost it was a weird experience it was for my first time um but yeah i, I resonate with that a lot um so a um, couple more questions. So in your circles, you know, what type of women do you attract or like do you, do you sort of bring in? Is it, is it open for everyone? If someone's like curious about this kind of stuff, like what, what is it open to? Like, mm-hmm. Tell me a bit about that. So I started about a year and a half ago. And at first, for sure, it was mostly my friends who are into Sonoma. It always fantasy. starts like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we read Woman Who Run With the Wolves and that book by Clarissa Pinkalaiste. And uh, so they were all reading this book too. I just started working with this book. So already they're open to like my work. And now I'm, you know, welcoming many different kind of women. Um, some that just from their work and they're maybe not so familiar with the kind of language that I use. So I have to be careful actually to introduce concepts a little bit more. Uh, but I'd say still the majority is looking for to cultivate that sense of sisterhood and this understanding of this in in modern like western culture like women feel sort of out of place because they don't have this Mm. connection to whether it's mother earth to the sisterhood do you you find that people that come are really like yeah well for me i always say i got the call you know Mm -hmm. a lot of women in our community get the call to start doing women's circles it's not just me and women who come they get the call they need to you know, they inherently know that there's Someone something there. Someone called them on the phone? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the circle. Yeah. No, you just have a feeling, right? It's like something inside is just... It's just the universe like, tells like, you through many different signs. It can be anything. You just inherently know. You start dreaming about it. Yeah. yeah. And it's really important for people who are listening to understand what that means, the call. Like, even as a guy, you feel the call. Mm. It could be a weird sort of feeling, like like something strange is pulling you in certain directions. Where things start coming up in general, like keep seeing over and over, mm-hmm. and that's like sort of like could be your your higher self, the universe, something within you is is attracting you to something that you really need. Mm-hmm. It's gonna help you in your life to reconnect to you, or or just you know elevate you or help others. It, there's so many potential outcomes, but the key is to listen to that call, and it can come in many different forms, right? right. 
Um, it's, it's usually not going to come on a phone call. Like someone's going to call you, hey, come to come to Clarity's meetup next Thursday. But, but maybe it could. Friends, <laughs> actually, could. I yeah. love hearing that these these women are just drawn out of nowhere. Sometimes they just bump into a friend who's coming, and they'll end up coming, and you just know that they need to be there. And that's one thing that I that I learned is that I I really have to trust that whoever needs to be there, whatever needs to be said, is going to be said, yeah. and and the outcome is is going to be exactly what people need at this time. And yet, yeah, also say like be open-minded to the experience and where if you feel a call like don't like say okay now i gotta devote my life to this person because i saw synchronicity because mm. sometimes we see that and i found myself in the past like oh a couple times two or three things like popped up in my life and i felt like okay i gotta go into this full speed but mm. after doing it it really wasn't for me mm. um you know so be aware of of when the calls are coming it's probably leading you in direction but be mm. conscious like it's not always everything's not 100 percent designed exactly for you like you always have the choice to to experience something and then to you know make your own decisions you Absolutely. know and sometimes there are spiritual leaders or teachers that might make you feel like you'll know, only listen to them and what they're saying is the absolute truth you know just be open-minded and understanding that you know the answers you can find them within you if you go within that's yeah that's what i tried to yeah. to show these women because the feminine is all about the intuition yeah. right yeah, so that's a journey that I'm, I'm still on you know learning to really trust that even as a yoga teacher you know i'm used to just reading all the material that was all written by men a very long time ago and try to see what resonates with me and teach from that place but for women yeah i also in doing a circle just the shape in itself usually there's no leader like i'm not really teaching them facilitating yeah i'm facilitating and sometimes i introduce very humbly from books that i read that was a healing or a goddess or something and then other women will share their own wisdom on that so that's beautiful beautiful. Yeah. yeah yeah That's why when I run retreats and stuff, I want to be mm-hmm. on the action. I want to try and like experience it with everyone. So mm-hmm. like, whatever, I'm not going to give away too much of what we do up there, but it's fun. And it, you feel more like you're part of the group rather than, you know, you're trying to lead. You know, in some cases, I guess you have to more lead, but uh, facilitation is, is the key for me. Mm-hmm. So just before we go, um, what what's your message to say to women out there that are listening that might not have any experience in this kind of stuff, that might be a little bit curious, that might have resonated mm-hmm. with you? What, would you? what kind of advice would you give to them? I would say start with doing a bit of research. And it sounds maybe funny after all we talked about, you know, intuition and praying to the earth, but really there's so much wisdom out there that we need to reconnect with. And for I think for a lot of people, it starts with learning the, about the stories, you know, the symbols. And that in itself will create that intuition that we lost or that inner knowing and kind of reactivate that. So if you, I would say if you've been seeing a goddess or even just being for me was like bees and honey what is behind that kept getting these synchronicities just did a lot of research and, and realized that it's connected to nature it's connected to the goddess and it carries a certain energy and message so that's going to be your medicine in this moment yeah. so just just be open to the signs and and see what's behind that one last question mm-hmm. were, were you always into this kind of stuff or was this something like a shift after your life where you started going down this path so as a as a child yes i was just fascinated with religions i was uh, raised atheist so i was just what is behind all these symbols mm. like, what is it? And i just grew up with this sense that i needed to do this, this kind of research and that's what i did uh, and then there was a big gap and i was brought into doing this work about two years ago oh really that recent yeah. so it's, it's recent but it just it's on my path you know i was building up but really doing the work so that's 
Hey guys, I'm back. Um, I hope you enjoyed that podcast. Um, please feel free to connect with me, www.thewaywithin.me or send me an email, g at thewaywithin.me. Stay tuned for more amazing episodes. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, our YouTube channel, depending where you're watching this from. And uh, most of all, have an amazing day. Make today great. Set that intention that today can be whatever you want it to be. Um, uh, Steve Jobs quote, <clears throat> I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, I don't know exactly how it is, but um, people who created all the things in the world are no smarter than you are. And at one day, you know, they're just like you. <clears throat> so be inspired to do whatever you think you can create or do. You have the power to do it. So go out there and get it. So um, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate every single one of you guys. And yeah, we'll see you soon. Peace. It's for people in the UK because, you know, this is offensive to the UK, I found out. But this is all right. So you're some UK people. And uh, this is for everyone else. Peace.